Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Money Talks. My name is Hugh Meyer. I hope you're doing well. Excited to be here today. Just to remind everybody, we started Money Talks uh, several months back to connect uh, elite entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and business experts to small business owners and talk about how they've been thinking creatively during these very disruptive times. And again, I'm super excited to have our guest today, um, an innovator in customer relationship management. Um, has been here in Los Angeles for several, for going back decades. And we're going to learn a little about, about his background today and his new ventures. Uh, John Ferreira, CEO of Nimble. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing great, Hugh. I really appreciate the opportunity to join you and your community to have a conversation about life, passions, purpose, and, um, and how we might be able to add a little value to them. Yes, I, I appreciate that. That was, you know, as you and I spoke off camera, that was really the genesis of this podcast was, was, was that and to, you know, be resource to small business owners who, you know, clearly are still struggling right now. And I'm grateful for all my guests and, and you, you in, in that as well that have been able to come on here and, and, you know, talk a little bit about, talk a little about how you've been, you know, dealing with this situation and, and what has made you successful in the past and some, you know, great advice going forward. So with that, maybe tell a little bit about your background uh, for our viewers. You bet. So I'm a software entrepreneur. I, uh, I find problems and I solve them with software. Uh, I got started in this business because I struggled to manage relationships. And, and this was before Outlook or Salesforce or the term CRM or contact management even existed. I was in sales and uh, I needed to manage my contacts and my tasks and my pipeline. And, uh, and basically back in those days, we used something called a day timer. You remember day timers? I do not. <laughs> okay. So for, for those that don't know, a day timer is a leather-based uh, uh, pocket calendar oh. contact to do thing. Uh, and business people used to have them in their breast pocket of their suit or inside of their um, briefcase. And I basically would keep my appointments there and my contacts, my to-dos. And, uh, and then they'd give me leads at, at my office. And I basically would I'd cold call the leads and I'd make notes on the piece of paper. And then once a month, I needed to send a forecast of my uh, potential deals to uh, corporate and that was basically a spreadsheet via email. And I said, there's got to be a better way. And because uh, I got a computer science degree from Cal State Northridge, uh, go Matadors, uh, and uh, I worked my way through school at a computer land store in Woodland Hills, I knew every software program on the market. I knew there didn't exist a program that integrated email, contact, and calendar, and sales and market automation. So at 29 years old, I quit my job and uh, got together with a college buddy of mine in an apartment in Canoga Park. And on $5,000, we basically built the company Goldmine. And Goldmine pioneered, like I said, Outlook and Salesforce before either existed. We, we grew that company without any investors uh, to about $100 million a year in revenue over the next 10 years. And then, uh, and then we sold that and I retired and spent 10 years raising three babies. Great. That's a great story. You know, it's, it's amazing how far this has come and, and, and you were, you know, essentially a pioneer in what probably a lot of us business owners take, maybe take for granted as far as CRM right now. Um, I, and, I really do think that people just think that it always existed, but it didn't. Right. But, but I think that one of the things you want to think about when you think about a, a CRM, because 
Here's, a, here's an interesting statistic. There's 225 million global businesses, less than 1% use any CRM. Wow. Most people's CRM is their inbox, spreadsheets, post-it notes, piece of paper, or combinations thereof. Every business has contacts, but today they're siloed inside of their contact platform, which if you're in the cloud is Office 365 or G Suite. And then they're siloed in your business applications that you use. And every business uses at least one of these, uh, uh, sales, marketing, customer service, and accounting. So you might use QuickBooks and MailChimp and, and, and whatever, but each of those has a separate contact database and none of these contact databases talk to each other. And if you're using Office 365 or G Suite, every team member has a separate contact database, which means a company today does not have a unified contact platform for the whole company to share contacts. Right. Now, let's talk about what CRM is about. People say CRM is customer relationship management and they typically give this to salespeople and maybe marketing people but marketing people use market automation and tie that to the CRM so they can put qualified leads into the CRM. So what is a CRM today? It's basically a lead management system. Right. Um, but the thing is, it's not just salespeople that touch the customer. Everybody in the business, if you do it right, is participating in the life cycle of a customer. So the biggest problem today is there isn't a good system for team relationship management and that's why I got back into uh, the business after 10 years. So my kids all, they all grew up and they all basically started going to school and I had time on my hands. I started to use social media and I saw the way it was gonna change the way the work play by and sell. And, uh, and I started looking for a relationship manager that enabled me to tie my contacts Great. to my social engagements and conversations in Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I couldn't find it. Then I started looking at contact management. Like I said, G Suite was broken because email, contact, and calendar are three separate programs. And I started looking at CRM and saw it wasn't about relationships. It was really about reporting. And here's a sad another truth. The reason they call it Salesforce, you have to force salespeople to use it. Nobody likes to use a CRM. Why? Because you work for it before a meeting. You have to go Google people and go log what you know in the CRM right. and then when you engage, which is typically email and now more and more things like LinkedIn and social, you have to go back to the CRM to log what you did. And the biggest cause of failure of CRM is lack of use because nobody does it. And the second is bad data because if you do it, the data decays like rotten fish. And so I got back in the business to build nimble.com, which is the first CRM that works for you by building itself by automatically unifying your contacts from all the places they exist, which today is sales, marketing, customer service, accounting, and contact platforms. And then enrich those contacts with people and company data. So you don't have to Google them, you nimble them, synchronize every interaction that you and the team have, and then work where you work because we live in our inbox and we live right. in social. And so that's my background. Yeah, I mean, very, very well summarized. Um, can you talk, you and I talked a little off camera about uh, the importance of, of relationships and customer yeah. relationships because we're all, as you so eloquently just put, you know, we're, we've become maybe overly dependent upon the technology and maybe we're losing sight of, you know, what's really important, which is our, which is our relationships and people. Yeah, let's talk about that. So I think that, um, we went through a period of time in businesses where customers were a number, where it was all about bagging and tagging as many of them as you could in order to achieve your own success. And I think that social media has uh, really shifted things a little bit where relationships have become more important, but more specifically, 
your brand and your network and its ability to attract people to you is critical to your life success. So let's break that down a little bit. So your network is your net worth. Your personal brand plus your professional network will help you achieve your dreams in life, which I hope are not about making money. You're not on this planet to make money. You're not going to take the money with you. I know. I've made the money. So why are we on this planet? We're on this planet to grow, and I like to say, grow our souls. And you do that best by helping other people grow theirs. Now, I'm going to tell you a little aside. Uh, a year after I sold Goldmine for a ton of money that I didn't have to share with any investors, just my, our team and my partner, I got a head tumor and almost died. So imagine being 40 years old, your second baby being born, you got more money you'll ever spend in your life and you're, you're basically dying of a head tumor. And so I went through the process of healing, but I also did some spiritual work and I came to the conclusion, like I just said, that our purpose in life, my purpose in life is to grow my soul and I do that best by helping other people grow theirs. Now, this isn't anything new. Zig Ziglar said this, what, 50, 100 years ago? That basically you could achieve any dreams you have in your life by helping other people achieve theirs effectively. And so, um, so basically, your brand and your network is critical to your life success. And most business people have forgotten more about their products and services than their customers will ever know in their lifetime. So how can you stay top of mind with your customers? And Mae West, the actress who also was an entrepreneur said, out of sight is out of mind, and out of mind is out of money, honey. So how do you stay top of mind with your customers so that when they need your products and services, they not only pick up the phone and call you, but they drag their friends with them. Right. You give your knowledge away. Hugh, I know that you love what you do. You wouldn't be doing it if you didn't. And you probably sit there with your coffee in the morning and you read stuff about how to more effectively help people achieve their financial goals, right? And so imagine if you just drip that knowledge on a daily basis. Imagine it like fishing lures outside of your business. And look, if you're not dripping knowledge outside of your business on a daily basis into the places where your customers, your prospects, and ideally their influencers are having conversations, then they'll never see you. And it's right. like a store on Main Street, a store on uh, Ventura Boulevard, where you're sitting in your shop hoping somebody walks in, right? right. It's not going to happen. You got to get out there in the street and pull people in. And you do it by giving away your knowledge. So what I do is this is how I actually built my brand after being out of technology for 10 years, is I wanted to build the Nimble brand. I wanted to build my brand. So what I did is I went and found thought leaders, influencers, who are influential in and around the areas of promise of my products and services, which Nimble helps you with social sales and marketing. And I started to find people, I read in the places my customers had conversations, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I read for people that were dripping knowledge, writing posts and things that were that inspired me around those subjects, social sales and marketing. I would start sharing those that content on my identities, which I created really good identities in all the places, nice picture, bio, blah, 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 blah. And then when I share that content, I hashtag it appropriately, pound sales, pound marketing, and then attribute the person's name right. and, and, and put in a nice picture to the post. And guess what? People started biting on the post and then I interacted with them not only people just interested in social sales and marketing, but the community of the thought leader and the thought leader themselves, who I then reeled that thought leader in, the influencer, for a conversation. And rather than getting on the phone and saying how great I am or how right. great my nimble product is, 
I did my homework before I connected with them. I learned about who they were and what their business was about. I figured out some good questions. I asked them questions and then I let them talk. Guess what, Hugh? If you let people talk, they'll fall in love with you. Plus, you'll learn enough to find a way to add value. And that's your purpose in life. And so I'd make a recommendation about somebody they might meet or something they might do. And at the end of all that, they say, John, I really enjoyed that conversation. Tell me about you. So I tell them about me. I tell them about Nimble and I get them to not only start using Nimble, but they became storytellers and evangelists for me. And that's called influencer marketing, but actually it's just smart business. And it's a way that business people have been doing business forever. Go back a hundred years. Basically your reputation was based on the promises you make and the experience that you deliver. And today, I think we're going back to that small village. So any business person listening to me today, what you need to do is you need to figure out where your prospects, your customers, and their influencers as well have conversations. And you need to basically go into those places and set up identities and then start curating knowledge, content, sharing that content, and most importantly, begin to engage what I call the five E's of social business. You engage by educating, educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower your customer. What does that mean? So you, um, you, you educate with enchanting content with the intent to empower other people, and then you engage with them with the, with the desire to empower these people. And if you do all this on a cycle, you are going to build your brand, you're gonna build your network, you're gonna achieve your dreams, but most importantly, I think, is you can help other people achieve theirs. And there's a lot of satisfaction in that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, thank you for that. That was really uh, I, I, super helpful for me. And I know it's going to be you know, incredibly helpful for, you know, for our viewers who are, who are listening into this. Um, I love the five E's. I'm going to put them down. I'm actually going to put them on the whiteboard in the office. I think, I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah, if you uh, want a description of all that, just Google it, Ferrara five E's of social business. You'll see posts about it. And there'll be not just the educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower. You'll also get the subset paragraphs of those things that you could post up there. Because I think that I said a lot in a short period of time, and it's very dense. It's like oatmeal. You got to chew it and <laughs> right. digest it. Right. Uh, but, but the thing is, is this. If you do what I just shared for you to do, which is on a daily basis, go out and seek knowledge to make yourself more informed about your products and services and how you can help other people and share that knowledge, you're gonna get people connecting with you, right? What the most important thing you can do is when they do like, comment, follow, whatever, is engage with them. Right. And, and, and basically that means you need a system for follow up and follow through because John Wooden said it best, it's the basics that wins games. So I think everybody needs a personal CRM. Everybody needs a good contact manager. And if you're listening to this today and you wanna go try nimble.com as that said tool, if you like it, I'm gonna give you 40% off your first three months. Just use the code JON40, JON40, when you uh, uh, decide to become a subscriber and you'll save 40% off your first three months. So boom, it's a two week free trial. I recommend you check it out because your network and your brand are your net worth. And if you don't take care of them, nobody will. Agreed. Uh, I mean, thank you for that. I've, I've written that down. I will make sure that, uh, that people, you know, 
who are watching this, I'll make sure that's made available to them because I'm sure that'll be of great help to them. Thank you. You know, thank you for all that information and being, like I said, being such a great resource. And that's what you were saying about, you know, the engagement is, is, is hugely important because it's very easy to, you know, hop on social media and be on LinkedIn and be on Twitter and be on Instagram or whatever. It's not enough to be, to be present there. It's not enough to like what people are saying. You need to engage with those people. So, you know, that's something I, I do religiously because I'm, you know, I'm very new to Instagram, but you know, there's a lot of great people on Instagram that I've connected with and that care and are offering a value. And, you know, when they're, putting a post out there, I think we should all, it's incumbent upon me to say, you know, thank you for this. This was very helpful. Yeah. This is addressing a need. But but, but Um, more than that, as an investment advisor, you need to understand who the person you're serving are. What is their place in their cycle of life, their family, their business, their finances. And you do that best by walking into their home and getting to know them. Today, you could do that digitally with social, right? And if you do that, not only will you build a human connection with this person, but you'll be aware of the nuances and the changes that will allow you to be, dare I say, nimble in your ability to to not only protect their wealth, but to grow their wealth, right? And and that's your job, right? And so I, I really think that the stuff that I'm saying isn't really new. And don't think about social as this thing that kids do. Look. Life is social. Business is social. People buy from people they like and they, and they like right. people who know them. In the old days, we'd go into somebody's office and look at their walls. We'd look at the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the knickknacks they collect. Why? To get clues into who this person is, to find areas of commonality so that we could share that commonality and then build areas of trust, intimacy and trust to get them open up to us about their business issues, which as a professional, we can then solve Today, we're doing that electronically, but it's just too much work to Google people before a meeting and then go try to type that stuff into something. I work where you're working and, um, and help you to really do the human thing. And, you know, people talk about B2B and B2C. I think it's H to H, human to human, heart to heart. And uh, like I said, I think that, that we're really coming back to a small village, right? Even though, right. you know, you live in uh, the San Fernando Valley, which how many millions of people live there? Ten? So, so, yeah, several. Seven? <laughs> it seems like a big place. But right. you know what? It really isn't, right? When you start talking about, you know, where you went to high school and, uh, you know, or places that you eat or, you know, all those little things, that's where people connect on. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, it's it, you. I love that human, human. That, that's great. I, that clearly, I think that was lost for quite a bit, quite a long period of time. But it seems like I guess you know there are some silver linings of of the last few months, and I feel like to your point of the small return to the small village, I feel like people are becoming more in touch with that again. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Hugh, because these times require change right? And, and so you've got to rethink the way that you do business. And, and, and right now, we're, I'm in my home office here. Right. And it's like, if I'm not out reaching out and staying top of mind with people, I'm done. 
And advertising doesn't work anymore. Don't be sending no monthly or quarterly newsletter talking about how great your products and services are. Nobody cares. Right. People don't buy great products. They buy better versions of themselves. That's what you should be selling. And the best way to do that is to place your customer at the center of your story, make them the hero, show how you are going to help them achieve their dreams, and, um, and they'll love you, right? So you want to be a trusted advisor. People don't want to buy from Slick Willie. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's no question of that. And, you know, as people become more adept at, you know, these different mediums of, of social media, uh, you know, it just doesn't, it, unless you, like you, you said earlier, dripping this value onto others and giving to others, they're going to see that right away. That's right. Pe- and people, people know, they can sense it. They know when you're relevant and authentic and they know when you're not right. And so, um, there, there's a guy that I love, uh, and I recommend actually following this guy. Uh, his name is Vala, uh, Vala Afshar, uh, but his Twitter handle uh, happens to be uh, Ashfar. His Twitter handle happens to be yeah, Vala Ashfar. Uh, uh, v a l a a f s h a r and so this guy vala was a technical support person for an electronics firm on the east coast he started using social media 10 years ago he started to drip knowledge and and share ideas about how customers can be better smarter faster and uh and he built this brand where now he has 500,000 followers and he's wow. salesforce's chief digital evangelist and if you go read what he shares, he's not really even talking about Salesforce. He's talking about his passion, plan, and purpose in life. And it inspires people. It connects with people. And so you don't need to basically be all business all the time. You got to basically show people your heart and soul. Roll your sleeves up and share a little bit about who you are. I call that the five F's of life, right? What do we connect on? Family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship. So when you go and walk in my stream, you're going to see that I... So I do talk about how to be better, smarter, faster at my areas of promise of products and services, social sales and marketing, but I also share stuff about barbecue and backpacking and photography and astronomy and music and maybe even a little politics now and then because <laughs> um, and, uh, but, but people get to see me. And when you right. let people see you, they find ways to connect with you, right? I'm taking my, my wall and I'm putting it outside so people can see it. And I, I like, I, I sort of a, liken that to this. If you walk into my business lobby, you're going to see my business persona. Right. And that's kind of like LinkedIn. But you want to take relationships beyond the LinkedIn connection into uh, the, the softer side, right? The five Fs, family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship. And then you do that by connecting in those other places. And people might say, well, gosh, I don't want to connect to business people on my Facebook, right? Well, guess what? We've been doing this forever. Right. Haven't you ever taken anybody to a baseball game or, or dinner or brought them to your home for a little, little barbecue or whatever? Yeah, it's the way it's always been done. So start breaking the barriers down. Don't just rely on LinkedIn as the place to connect with people. Uh, don't just post business shit on your social streams. Get real. 
and, uh, and, and connect with people because in the end, that's all you're going to leave this planet with right. is the moments you've been truly present with other people and the, the, the ripples you've left behind by that connection that you've made. Agreed. So, uh, uh, so what's, uh, where's your favorite place that you've been backpacking? <laughs> uh, so both my boys are Eagle Scouts. I was lucky enough to be an assistant scoutmaster for 10 years oh, wow. and went on high adventure with my sons in a number of places. Uh, but I'd have to say Idaho uh, is one of my favorite places to go out around uh, the Sawtooth and the White Cloud Mountains, uh, okay. Salmon River. Uh, there's uh, natural hot springs that just are just so beautiful along these backpacking trails where uh, just the natural sort of hot water is just right there. And uh, along the river, all these Native American like caves and paintings and things that you could see. I found arrowheads and things. Oh, that's great. And when you go uh, start, you know, at one point and over, you know, five days or so cross a, a pass that's like 12,000 feet high, it's just a feeling to be out there. It's like Lord of the Rings. You've seen those right. movies where it's just like crystal blue skies and wildflowers and just crystal clear water and just like amazing. That's what it's like out there. So, you know, it, as much as you can put this thing down yes, and, um, and actually connect with other people, but connect with nature too, because ultimately it's all part of God. I, I really see that human beings, nature, the universe, it's all one, it's all star stuff. And, um, and you got to connect with your higher power and uh, no better place to do that than uh, up in the high country. Yeah, agreed. I, uh, we had a big trip planned to, to uh, Montana and Wyoming this summer. Unfortunately, can't, we you know, canceled, but definitely want to do that. I was looking forward to it because I'm, you know, I'm from the East Coast yeah. and I've lived in LA for the last 16 years. And I've always wanted to you know, get out to some of these parks and you know, like you were talking about in Idaho and Wyoming and Montana. There's yeah. so much out there to go see. Well, so. you know what, Hugh? There are some really nice trails here in uh, in yeah. California. There's some e really easy ones. The uh, I think it's called the Golden Trout Wilderness. That's uh, the, out near Kern County. But one of my favorite ones is Lake uh, Lake Florence uh, um, uh, Lake. Sherry, uh, out by Mono Hot Springs, north of Lake Huntington. Okay. Uh, you could actually drive to 8,000 foot level at, oh, wow. uh, at Edison Lake and, uh, and basically get up into the really high country uh, very quickly from there. And, uh, and it's just amazing. And there's actually some hot springs up there as well. So if you need help with that, we can connect uh, outside and I'll actually give you the, the routes, the maps, and the suggested camping places for a local High Sierras adventure where you don't have to get on an airplane. But my family actually went to uh, the Colorado Rockies and did a backpacking trip this summer. Oh, wow. We said, you know what? We're going to go. Uh, I do wear a mask, and I, we are safe. Uh, but, uh, but I did chance it. I got on an airplane, and, uh, you know, luckily uh, we made it through. And uh, – <laughs> And it was really, it was really a, a great trip. I think you've got to, even in these COVID times, you got to step out and, um, and still be part of life, right? 
You yes. can't just hide, but you can't be ignorant. So you got to basically mask it. We got to have some testing and tracing and, um, but you can't hide in a cave. So do what I say by figuring out where your customers have conversations, build identities in those places, figure out who's sharing content in those places that resonates with you, that inspires you, uh, not just around your areas of products and services, but also around life itself. Start sharing that knowledge, listen, engage with those human beings, don't engage with the purpose to sell them, engage with the purpose to serve them because service is the new sales. And if you will achieve anything you want in life, but in order to do that, you got to figure out what your three P's of life is, right? You got to figure out what your purpose is, build a plan to, you got to figure out uh, what your passion is, build a plan to achieve it and make your purpose on a daily basis, passion, plan, and purpose. And if you need some help with that, uh, I recommend uh, a book and uh, it's called Think and Grow Rich. So just go buy that book and read it and uh, do what it says because uh, most of the people I know who are millionaires and retired, they read that book and they made it their Bible and it ain't that hard. So, it, but it boils down to passion, plan, and purpose in life. And, um, and ideally, your passion, plan, and purpose in life involves helping other people grow at scale. Because if you do that, then your heart will soar like a hawk and you will get everything that you want in life. Amen, brother. Amen. Thank you. That was uh that was great. I mean, all of this has been a uh, phenomenal, well, definitely one of my favorite episodes because we've covered so much ground and, and enjoy hearing about the, you know, getting out and the traveling and, and the book recommendations. So, um, you know, but my show notes are going to be uh, very complete, I lo- uh, you know, from A to Z, very, uh, you know, informative, um, you know, many of my episodes, you know, while they're all great resources, you know, they, kind of focus on the expertise of the guests but this is you know this is phenomenal so bef- just before we conclude you know one thing i started to do in the last couple of weeks with my guests is you know they spend a lot of time talking and answering my questions and, and it's and it's great knowledge but i i started this new segment where i wanted to allow the guests to to you know pepper me with a question if they would like um you know because they spend so much time talking and provide so much great information so uh i you know the, the floor is yours if you'd like to do that all right so one of my passions has to happens to be uh genealogy and ancestry uh what's your ancestry where where, where are you people from great question so my father's side uh both sides are Eastern European, but my father's side, uh, Germany. Uh-huh. Um, mother's, my mother's side is Russia. So, you know, um, so I've helped a lot of people build their trees, and a lot of Russian Jews think they're Russian. But in reality, you're probably from around Ukraine. Right. Kiev or uh, Lviv. Uh, so Kiev is like the capital right. and Lviv is sort of like uh, west of there and it's sort of like their Prague. And so a lot of the, um, the quote, Russian Jews were actually from Ukraine area. Have you ever figured that out? I have not, but that'd be a worthwhile project to work on. All right, well, I could help you with that too because I'm actually an expert at building trees. Um, 
But, um, but I do recommend doing that research, Hugh, and going back and visiting the places where your people are from, right? Because today we have access to um, ship uh, manifests and uh, all kinds of records where even with the Jews, which in many cases, it's just a hard period of time in the, in the 40s, right? With right. all that disruption, um, to find this information, but it's all accessible and you can map out your people's journey so that you can better understand uh, what the people went through and where they went through it at, who helped you to get to where you are at today. Because I, my father was from another country. And so he got on a boat in the twenties on, you know, the bottom of a boat and came over and barely spoke English and, you know, did whatever people do to, to be here. And I love that about America is that we're a melting pot of all these different people. And I think it's our strength. I think immigrants are our strength. They are basically it's like a rope, right? A rope isn't just one string. It's a bunch of strings put together and those strings together are just really strong. But if you go and research your past and figure out your people and then go visit the places that they're from, in many cases, you might still have cousins who live there. Right. My background is Irish and Sicilian, and I've actually found my, uh, my cousins who still live on the farms where my great-great-grandparents were born, baptized, and buried. And just going back and learning those stories and figuring all that stuff out has been really, um, really powerful for me. Because I believe that if you know history, you better understand the present and you could potentially predict the future. And uh, so I encourage you to, uh, to do that. And if you want some help with that, just uh, shoot me over as much as you got about mom and dad's um, first, last maiden, birthday, death dates, uh, grandparents, whatever you got. And I could just plug it into my ancestry.com. I pay for all the maximum data that they provide and I'll, uh, I'll whip something out. I actually found... Uh, a friend of mine's um, a Jewish grandmother, uh, a photo of her on the grave. She didn't even know who the name of this woman because there was so wow. much disruption in her family. Right. And when I gave that to her, she just started crying. And, oh, God, I felt so great to be able to give somebody that, you know. So That's really great. I encourage that's, that's... you to, uh, to find out about your past, ma'am. I, I I will do that, and everyone who's listening, do the same. That's uh, I, you know, that would be a great project, and and hopefully at some point soon, when it's safe to travel, and the EU allows Americans back, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm 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 itching to go, you know, you know, go overseas, um, you know, so yeah. it it'll 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 all change soon enough. So uh, thank you again uh, for your time. I would say in conclusion, offer some thoughts. Uh, but you've done so much already. I really appreciate it. But if there's, if there's anything you'd like to leave the viewers with, please. You know, one last thing I tell you to do is Google yourself. People are going to do that when, when they meet with you. And if you don't show up on the first page, you got work to do. And the easiest way to fix that is to make a Wiki, Wikipedia page on yourself. You know, you can do that. You just, just basically start developing a page for yourself. And you got to make sure you cite uh, citations, right? Right. You learned all this when you were in high school or college. And basically, uh, 
just go and look at examples of that. And, and the more citations and the more background stuff, the better it gets indexed. But Google then takes that Wikipedia page and puts it right there when people search for your name. Right. And uh, lo and behold, it's like, oh, wow. And you can control your, uh, your uh, narrative uh, to a certain extent with that. But um, I think that, uh, that you know, the people are going to Google you before they meet with you. And you got to make sure that you're showing up. And the best way to show up is to start dripping knowledge on a daily basis. Get out there and do what we're doing right now. Have conversations. Give your knowledge away. Do podcasts. Do blog posts. And, you know, I'm a math computer science major. I don't like to write. But, uh, but, but you know what? You can do it if you try. You can do it if you really want. And a singer. <laughs> uh, that's right. Well, John, it was, it was so great to talk to you. Uh, uh, thank you again for your time. You know, chock full of such uh, great, great thoughts and, and stories and, you know, things that we can all put forward and use in our lives right now. So, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. You bet, Hugh. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to have the conversation with you. And I, I really like what you and your firm are doing with thank you connecting with people. I, I just want to acknowledge you, Hugh, for thinking about doing this. And I believe, Hugh, that this, what you're doing right now, is going to be instrumental in changing the trajectory of your life. So I just want to acknowledge you right now and say, I knew you win, baby. I knew you win. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I love doing it. And, you know, it gives me the opportunity to, to meet people like yourself. So thank you. you and thank you. Thank you again, John. Appreciate your time. Everybody, thanks for your time. Uh, you know, please remember to subscribe to our Money Talks YouTube channel and smash the like button. We'll be back with another episode next week. Again, my name is Hugh Meyer and Money Talks. Take care. Thanks again. Adios.